Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What is up guys? Even though this is week 18 and most of you guys probably have already finished up your championships, you know I still wanted to do a waiver wire video for those of you guys who do have championships that go into week 18. So just like every other week, I'm going through five players at each position that I think you guys should keep your eyes on on the waiver wire this week. And these are going to be players who are available in 50% or more leagues. And I'm using ESPN Fantasy Football, you know, their waiver wire statistics to get those numbers. While you guys are watching, you know, if you're enjoying the content or find it helpful or informative, just do me a huge favor and hit that like button and subscribe to the channel. And then if you have any fantasy questions about the waiver wire or start sits, really anytime this week, you guys can drop those in the comment section and I'll make sure to respond to every single person. But let's jump right into the running back position where we honestly have a fair amount of players who I think are definitely startable going into week 18. And the first guy is going to be Ramondre Stevenson, owned in 40.3% of leagues. He had a monster game on Sunday, 19 carries, 107 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. Obviously, this was just a perfect game script for these running backs. Both Stevenson and Damian Harris balled out, but they do play the Dolphins in week 18, who also got dominated on the ground this week against the Titans. So this could be a game where both Stevenson and Harris feast once again. The next running back is going to be Boston Scott, who is owned in 23.2% of leagues. We saw Miles Sanders miss Sunday with a hand injury. We're not sure if he's going to be back. If he's not back, then Boston Scott is definitely, you know, a pretty solid start at the running back position. He led the Eagles backfield with 14 carries and four targets and logged 24.6 PPR points. So a big, big day out of Boston Scott. The next running back is Rex Burkhead, who is owned in 31.2% of leagues. Really just two solid performances in back-to-back weeks. Week 16, he had that monster game, 28.9 points. Then week 17, very solid, 13.9. And he has seen double-digit carries in six of his last seven games. So we don't know if the efficiency is going to be there, but we do know he's going to see a solid amount of volume on a week-to-week basis. We had a guy kind of take over for an injury this week, and that was Dare Ogunbowale. I butcher the name every time. I'm sorry, I just can't get it. He is owned in 24.8% of leagues. He carried the ball nine times for 36 yards, also caught two passes for 32 receiving yards, and got into the end zone on one of those receptions. This was obviously a really bad game script for the running back position, just getting absolutely blown out by the Patriots. But they're probably going to be down in the majority of games. I do think, you know, he's like an RB3 kind of desperate flex play going into week 18. And then the final running back here is going to be Keyshawn Vaughn, owned in 4.5% of leagues. And this one's tough for me to put him on here because I do watch basically every single Bucks game. And Keyshawn Vaughn is a pretty terrible running back. The man just manages to make mistakes every time they put the ball in his hands. But Rojo did leave the game with an ankle injury. We actually saw both Rojo and Vaughn leave the game. So Rojo with that ankle, Keyshawn Vaughn had a rib issue. So they were really just left with Le'Veon Bell at the end there. Watching Le'Veon Bell, the guy has no juice left, but we know he's going to be involved because, you know, he's competent in pass protection, which Vaughn and Rojo are not. And he can still catch the ball, even if he's not very athletic. So, you know, if both Vaughn and Rojo are out, then Le'Veon could be a potential pickup. But I think the better option would be if Rojo is out, Keyshawn Vaughn plays, you want to be picking up Keyshawn Vaughn because he could see the RB1 workload 
against the Panthers. Now let's shift over to the wide receiver position. And we've got to start it off here with Braxton Berrios, who is owned in just under 5% of leagues. He had a huge performance on Sunday against the Bucks, really almost carried them to that win. He was targeted 12 times, caught eight of them for 65 receiving yards. He also added a receiving touchdown and then 12 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. He's basically filling in for Jamison Crowder's role while also getting you know some more creative touches. In this game, Corey Davis out for the season, Elijah Moore could not return, and then Jamison Crowder did not play in this game. So they were down their top three wide receivers. And even if you know guys like Jamison Crowder or Elijah Moore come back, I do think Berrios has just earned a starting role on this team, especially with how creatively they use him on like end arounds, trick plays, all of that stuff. So, you know, maybe you don't want to start him if those guys come back, but definitely a guy just to watch in the future. And is definitely a player that I like, and I'm kind of just rooting for personally moving forward. The next wide receiver is going to be Marquez Callaway, who is owned in 29.5% of leagues. In the last three weeks, he is averaging 13.8 points per game, and that is while scoring zero touchdowns. So early in the season, Callaway was super touchdown dependent. You basically needed him to get into the end zone for it to be a productive day. Last few weeks, that has not been the case. So definitely kind of a more consistent floor for Marquez Callaway, which is good to see. The third wide receiver here is going to be Cedric Wilson, owned in 3.2% of leagues. Oh, and guys, also, these are not in any specific order. Kind of too early to tell in the week, you know, which players I would take over another one. Just guys you should be looking at. But Cedric Wilson, with Michael Gallup now out for the season with that ACL, he's going to be the wide receiver three. He definitely filled in well on Sunday, and he's also played well at different times throughout the season when Gallup was not in the lineup. So he finished Sunday with six receptions for 35 yards and a touchdown. He also had a pretty solid like trick play passing option, so definitely a guy to keep your eye on. Then we have Cyril Grayson, owned in 0.1% of leagues. And I'm guessing probably like 99.9% of the people listening to this did not know who Cyril Grayson was probably until like two weeks ago. He really came out of nowhere and is now the potential wide receiver two for Tom Brady moving forward. He was a practice squad guy for the Bucks. I actually kind of recognized the name a little bit. And I saw that last season, he was the guy who basically had a wide open touchdown pass from Brady and it absolutely drilled him in the face. So he's definitely come a long way from then, but he really didn't play college football. He was a track guy. And so he's just been riding on the practice squad with the exception of three games this season. And he's played a big role in back-to-back games, 81 receiving yards in both of those outings. And also Bruce Arians has come out, praised him as a blocker. So that's gonna give him some more opportunities just to be out on the field, which can translate to more production. I don't think I'd feel super confident with him in my starting lineup, just because there's so many guys that could kind of fill this role between Grayson, you know, you've got Perriman there, Tyler Johnson, but with Antonio Brown just basically walking out, hopefully he gets the help he needs. I doubt he ever plays in the NFL ever again, but there is an opening there. And we know that one of these guys is going to come in and play a pretty solid role moving forward. And then the final wide receiver is going to be KJ Osborne, owned in 37.3% of leagues. Solid performance on Sunday night, three receptions, 50 yards and a touchdown. And that was with the passing attack just being non-existent without Kirk Cousins. I think going into week 18, you know, he's a borderline startable option while he's operating as the wide receiver two with Adam Thielen out. That is assuming that Kirk Cousins is back because that offense just looked abysmal with him out of the lineup. Now we're going to move over to the quarterback position. 
And I have three QBs who are kind of in the same archetype here as probably the top three QB pickups. First guy, Taysom Hill, just qualified for this list, owned in 49.8% of leagues. In his four starts this year, he's averaging 18.5 points per game. So just very, very solid and has that rushing upside. The next guy, Trey Lance, owned in 21.4% of leagues, put up 19 points on Sunday, and he's going to be a QB1 option, a top 12 guy if he gets another start with Jimmy G dealing with that finger issue. And then the third kind of dude in this same archetype is Tyler Huntley, owned in 26.3% of leagues, averaging 20.8 points per game in his last three appearances. And he's going to be a fringe QB1 option if Lamar misses another game. Didn't really seem like he progressed a ton from that ankle, so we don't really know what's going to happen there. But another guy that I think you could throw into your lineup. And then the final guy here, definitely probably a few tiers below those three guys, but it's Mac Jones, owned in 20% of leagues. Had a really nice game on Sunday, 22.3 fantasy points. He's more of kind of a weekly floor play. Doesn't have a huge ceiling with that limited rushing ability, but you know, someone in a deeper league who could be serviceable as a starter. And then we've got the tight end position, which is very, very bare. I mean, honestly, if you guys are in the championship, I'd be hoping you have better options than the two players I have listed here. It's Gerald Everett's the first guy, 20.3% ownership. He's averaging 11.1 points per game in his last few weeks. I had to rely on him in a championship game this week with Darren Waller out. Did not go well. Played against Jamar Chase, all these other studs. So, you know, it didn't really cost me, but definitely didn't elevate me to that championship. And then the second guy is Tyler Conklin. He's owned in 41.4% of leagues. He was targeted eight times on Sunday night, caught five of them for 47 yards, was shaken up on that massive hit. So we'll kind of see the fallout of that. But another guy who's been on this list basically every single week. And then for the final position, the defenses. I think there are definitely some solid streaming options this week. Starting it off with the Titans defense owned in 36.6% of leagues. They travel to Houston to take on the Texans. Just not a very good offense. Titans have been a fairly solid defense all season long. So a really solid option for fantasy this week. Then we've got the Chiefs, owned in 28.3% of leagues. They had been looking really solid as a unit up until Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase went in there and just absolutely carved them up. But they face off against the Broncos. Obviously not a very good offense. So another solid play. Then we've got the Vikings, owned in 25.2% of leagues. They play the Bears. You never know what you're going to be getting out of the Bears on a week-to-week basis. And then we've got Washington, same ownership as the Vikings, 25.2%. They travel to New York to take on the Giants. And that Giants offense, honestly, one of the worst things I've ever seen. I remember checking in on that game at one point, and Mike Glennon had like 40 yards and four turnovers. Just a miserable, miserable offense. So I think Washington is solid, even though their defense really hasn't been anything special all season long. But that is going to wrap it up for my week 18 waiver wire. If you guys do have your championships this week, good luck. Bring home that number one spot. And thank you guys for all the support all season long. I'll still be putting out my start sit videos this week. And then, you know, you guys can ask me questions down below. And then we'll be getting into the offseason content, you know, once the postseason hits. But thank you guys again for all the support. And I'll see you in the next one.